Hi friend, it's Casey here and you're catching me in an inspired moment. I'm in my workspace working away and this voice inside won't leave me that is like, tell this story, this particular story, do it, do it now. So welcome inside my brain. I have stopped everything in the middle of my workday to follow this clairaudient voice, this intuitive hit. Here we go. The story is about up-leveling, and it's about moving beyond an upper ceiling, harnessing a big change or transition. And as I say that, it might be a small change that has been built up over time as has become a big change. Maybe you're in a space where you are awakening to something new. That awakening might have happened because of, quite honestly, a traumatic event or a crisis. Said pandemic might be it for you, or it might be like, honestly, a, a divorce or a health issue or something that has shaken up your fucking life and awakened you to a new way of seeing. Maybe this change again, has been that sort of slow burn type of thing, that like nagging voice inside that there's got to be more or something's missing. Like maybe there's this knot in your stomach that in your quiet moments you sense, you feel, and you distract yourself from it, but it won't seem to go away. And and you're, it's starting to scream. It's starting to get louder. And you're kind of like, okay, what? Okay. 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 I see you. I hear you. Or maybe you've had the experience of like waking up one day and honestly feeling like you have new eyes, like you're seeing everything differently from a different perspective. This is what this story is about. It's about an up level. It's about the moment when everything changes and you just can no longer go back to the way things were. I feel called to share with you in this moment a personal story about the dying of an identity and what that was like for me. And let me start by saying that I've gone through this multiple times over. I have experienced what I would call ego death, identity death, or in some ways, it's like the universe is helping you stop attaching yourself to an identity that wasn't meant to be there in the first place. Many of you know that I was a dietitian for a decade. As a dietitian, I received a certain level of like clout and success. I taught mindful eating. I brought mindfulness into my nutrition practice. I trained other dietitians around mindful eating practice. I was a Dietitians of Canada spokesperson. I got paid to go on trips to like hang with food industry peeps and get wined and dined. And it was fun. I was on the news every single month for a nutrition and wellness segment. I even drove across the country and taught these yoga for mindful eating workshops in like 14, 15 different cities across Canada. And yet there was something deep inside that was kind of like 
telling me, whispering to me, like, this isn't totally it. Like, this isn't, mm -mm, there's more, there's more. It was like this, this little whisper. And, you know, now that I'm telling this story, I remember calling my mom while I was in university studying nutrition. And I was also doing a lot of yoga at the time and uh, training to become a yoga teacher. And I said to my mom, like, hey, mom, you know, I know I'm not even done university yet, but like, I just have this feeling that I won't be a dietitian forever. But like yoga or something about yoga will always be part of my life. So I just jumped back in time. But let me bring you back to years later when I'm in this moment where I'm feeling this nagging feeling like this, this isn't it. And yet, and yet I'm receiving a lot of praise for the work that I'm doing as a dietitian. But then I get back from this trip across the country, which was incredible, by the way, the trip in and of itself, the adventure of it. And I have this feeling of like, oh, I can't post another thing on social media about mindful eating. Like, that's not what this is about for me. But the push-pull begins and it's kind of like, yeah, but you're good at what you do. You know, you're, you're helping people. You are certainly helping people with their relationship with their bodies and food. Like you have this news segment every month. It's like there was this inner dialogue, this back and forth, this push and pull. On one side, the voice is like, stay here, stay here. You're doing great. Keep going. And then on the other hand, there's this voice that's like, there's more. There's more. You're here to do more. Anyway, after that trip across the country, um, it was the first time that I went to India. And there was this moment in India. And actually, if you've watched my TED Talk, there's a moment where I talk about sitting and meditating with the family of monkeys out the window. And I don't share this part of the story. Yes, I felt this experience in my body that offered me wisdom about what I needed. But what I also heard while meditating in an ashram in India was let go of your dietitian identity. And it came to me clear as day, like I couldn't miss it. It was like a message from the divine. And in that very moment in time, I was in a receptive state to truly hear it and believe it. So while I'm in India, I'm kind of like, okay, I know what I need to do. Okay, I, I heard you, you know, like let go of your dietitian identity. What the hell does that mean? I, I mean, I didn't totally know at the time, but I knew that there was something more for me beyond what I had built up around being a dietitian. And in the context of being in an ashram in India, it was actually easy to accept. I could even from that place, like plan out my life and like steps that I might take when I got home. But then, of course, I did return home. And five days into my return back to Canada, I received an email from a woman who uh, was a was a media dietitian. And she reached out to me and I think five or six people from across Canada, inviting each of us to go on this trip with a big company. I'm not going to name names, but to, to like cook together in this like really fancy, well-known um, place 
I'm being so non-descriptive right now, um, to try out brand new food products that haven't hit the market, to hang out with other dietitians. And it was only six people across Canada. So already, as soon as I got this email, there was like one part of my body that was, it immediately contracted because it was kind of like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I'm supposed to let go of my dietitian identity. And suddenly here's this dangling carrot, this test. And there was a part of me that knew that I was going to grab the dangling carrot, you know, and I did. I did. I went on that trip and that decision pulled me into six more months of tension inside of myself because I'd heard this truth in the ashram in India, let go of your dietitian identity. And yet back in my world, I was immediately back in my environment. I was immediately pulled back directly into the center of my dietitian identity. And in that place of one foot in, one foot out, it's fucking painful. You know, it's like you're dealing with those two sides of the same coin or the two voices, the the angel and the devil or the truth and the lie, the ego and the soul. And it was so challenging for me in that space. Those six months were like, full of drained energy, to be honest, because not deciding, not choosing, being one foot in, one foot out, it's exhausting. And let me pause for a moment. Why am I sharing this? Because some of you are in this place and this message is for you if you're listening and some part of you is like, ooh, I pay attention to this. Um, There's a reason why this is coming through me now. It's because somebody needs this now. So, Six months go by, and during that time, I'm like re-engaging with my monthly spot on the news, my nutrition wellness segment. I'm really trying my damnedest to bring like the deeper elements that I really care about, the transformational elements that I feel like I'm really doing in my work. I really try and bring messages that are that have depth, that are deeper than just like recipes and and sharing food tips, etc. I'm trying to bring those things forth into my work with the news station. I'm talking to the producer about like different ideas. And luckily at this point, like I'd been working with them for four years. So they were kind of open to my desires to go deeper. But, and also at the end of the day saying to me, like, you know, Casey, like our viewers love the visuals. They love the food segments. Like I get, I get that you want to kind of talk about like depth and uh, intuition and inner transformation and self-love and like connecting with the depth of the inner voice. (laughs) I hear you. Um, And like, I don't know, maybe we can do that every so often, but like, just like pick some recipes and, you know, show our viewers how to make some food that looks good. Basically the message. And so I, I like compromised and I was like, okay, okay, you know. And then I'll never forget this moment. It was in the summer. I remember this so clearly. It was like we were going through a heat wave, so hot. And the producer of the news show had uh, convinced me to do this segment that was about like party potluck ideas. Here was the title. Simple party potluck ideas that require zero cooking. It's burned into my brain (laughs) and my experience. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'll do this segment, no problem. And the night before the segment, I'm prepping the visuals. I'm prepping food. And 
on the menu, I have this chickpea salad that I'm going to present on the news. These uh, caprice skewers, you know, when you like have a toothpick and you put through a baby tomato and some bocconcini cheese and basil and a drizzle of like balsamic glaze. Maybe you've seen that little like appy before. If not, you're welcome. Delicious. Anyway, the night before I'm putting together these like caprice skewers and I am stabbing toothpicks through tomatoes and cheese and basil. And I'm working at my kitchen table and I and I can just feel my body getting like heated. There's like heat building in my body. I'm fucking resentful for the fact that I am putting together like food dishes together um, for the news the next day. And I just remember so clearly, I, I stabbed myself with a toothpick putting together this caprice skewer. And and then all of a sudden, I like drop the skewer and I slam my hands down on my island. I'm all alone. And I say to myself, like, what the fuck am I doing? And in that moment, everything changed. The next day, I put on my dietitian mask, my dietitian suit, my like buttoned up corporate look. <laughs> and I picked up my caprice salad skewers and the chickpea salad and I think I had a watermelon dish as well and I like packed it all up like I always did I drove it into the news station I set up and the whole time I'm thinking to myself this is my last and I go on the news and I present my simple party potluck ideas that require zero cooking and then I pack up my shit loaded in the car and I'm driving to meet a friend for coffee a friend who happens to also be a dietitian. And on the drive there, I'm like, I'm done. It's time. And when I meet my friend, I say to her like, hey, do you want this gig? Do you want this monthly gig? I'm out. I can't do it anymore. And within that week, I hired a coach who saw my bigger vision. I hired a brand strategist team and a designer to like rebrand my company. And I made a choice that helped me to step all in to the new identity I was building, even though there was mystery around how it would unfold. Why am I sharing this? There's something about that choice that kind of like pulls you over the threshold. And also in my case, the coach that I hired, like, the conversation that I had with her where she completely understood exactly what I was going through, completely saw that there was something deeper calling, a next level purpose, a thing that I was really meant to do on the other side of an ego death. She saw that in me and I trusted her in guiding the way. And that guide, that mentor pulled me over the line into my deeper power, into my truer purpose. And it was so, so critical. But leading up to that moment, it's just like an energy drain, you know? And I trust that everybody has their path and their timing. And what I know to be true is what happens to folks when they don't answer the call when people don't answer the call, they shrink. They get smaller. 
they experience tension in their body. They can't quite put their finger on it. Like, what is this discomfort? The body is always guiding you towards your most aligned path. And when we ignore the wisdom of the body or the deeper wisdom of the soul, the tension in the body grows. And like, it's actually quite a gift because it's, it's like the body's trying to talk to you. But like, what if it didn't have to be that hard? What if we didn't have to struggle so much? What if we didn't have to suffer so much in that space between of having one foot in and one foot out? And what if your next level purpose and the income to match? I never told you this part of the story, but once I made that decision, I had the highest revenue month I've ever had for the following like three months to come. It was like the decision to be all in on my inner truth um, returned money to me like tenfold because that's how it works. So like I said at the beginning, this story is coming from a like really strong hit to share and I acknowledge it might not be coming out as clear as if I maybe planned a few bullets around it, but I'm trusting that if you are in a position where you need to hear this, if you're in a position, a space between where you're feeling a call to a next level purpose, a deeper purpose, a more soulful calling to be a transformational guide and embodied leader, it begins with one choice. And this conversation. I've been having this conversation with various people right now. Um, I'm going through my own version of another up level. Like like I said, this isn't the first one. It's definitely not the last experience, this one that I'm sharing with you. Um, I've gone through at least a couple more experiences of this like up leveling. And if you're in that space too, and you want some support, if you want someone to see you, to pull out your deep truth, your next level purpose, to help you step more fully into your future integrated self, the one that's more whole and more authentic and more wise, if you want to get paid for that wisdom, that deep wisdom, that life experience, that deeper truth, get paid tenfold for that than what you're doing now. You know, uh, Gay Hendricks, who's the author of The Big Leap, calls this leap the leap from your zone of competence, Mm, nope, your zone of excellence to your zone of genius. If there's something that is pulling you into a space of genius and you want some support being guided on the path, it would be my true honor to help you. There are a couple of different ways that we can do that, that if you want to hear more, definitely reach out to me. One is a Clarity of Purpose VIP day. VIP retreat experience where you'll walk away with clarity on that next level purpose and clarity and embodiment of your integrated self, as well as support to follow through with your next steps. That's one option. And the second option is a clarity of purpose single session. And, you know, talk to me, there's, you, you're a better fit for one of those than the other. Just talk to me about your experience. That's something I'd like to offer to you. And in the meantime, I'd be curious to know, like, what's keeping you here? What is it really that is pulling you to stay the same and not take the leap into your zone of genius? I'd also like to know, 
what might be on the other side of your zone of genius, even if it's mysterious right now? What is your intuition telling you is correct? Let me know what popped for you in this very uh, intuitive spur of the moment episode. And I'm also very happy to answer any questions that you might have about your next level purpose. That's all for today. Take really, really great care. Talk soon.